Good evening. Originally, I was going to tell a story about Fairview, but things have changed this week. I have another story to tell. As a lot of good Alaskan stories start, I moved to Alaska on the winter solstice of 1997. A couple weeks later, the legislature convened. And what they decided to debate that year was whether I am an equal citizen to the rest of you as a gay man in this state. And what I came to realize over the next 9, 11 months was that the people of Alaska, 67% of them, believed I was less than. It was quite a horrible time. From about 1998 through about 2004, I got to witness every state follow Alaska. Alaska was a national leader, the first of its kind to pass a ban on marriage for people like me. I learned in that time that I want to marry my dog, that I want to marry my sofa, and that the most important relationship in my life is only about sex. It's not love, and I don't know what love is. Holy crap. My whole country, where do I go? So in 2005, my sister decided it was time for her to get married, and I was in that wedding was a really difficult time. I flew down to Seattle. I didn't want to be there. I had grown quite a distaste for the idea of marriage. But I was in that wedding, and I love my sister. Just before the wedding started, not even a minute before the procession walks out into the yard in front of all of these people, someone puts a child, a girl who's about two years old, into my hands. She had to go to the bathroom, and she didn't have a diaper on. <laughs> she peed on me. And the wedding started. And I had to walk out soaked in pee and stand for 45 minutes. I was pissed. <laughs> Literally. So the next few years continued the same pace. Things didn't look any better. And in fact, in 2008, the state that I came from, California, the place the liberal bastion even passed the same ban. To me, I thought, where did, how, how could it get any worse? But then came the summer of 2009 in Anchorage, Alaska. To my friends, it's known as the summer of hate. That was the summer when Jerry Prevo and Jim Minnery marched their minions from all over the, the region to the, to the library to tell the municipal government that I, again, am evil and I'm the end of your country and that if they do this, the end of the world is nigh. The worst part of that experience for me, the most visceral, was standing on the street corner when there were three 15-year-old girls holding a sign and chanting what was on their sign. You perverts, get out of society. I thought to myself, you girls ought to have your mouths was washed with soap. But then I realized it was probably their parents that needed that first. So this is kind of a bummer of a story, but you know where I'm going. So there were little hints of a change happening. Old ladies suing the government and demanding their equality all across the land. It was quite a thing. You'd hear whispers and rumors and you'd hear stories. There was one woman in particular, 82 years old out of New York. In 2010, she sued for equality. 
2012, the people of Maine, my friend Kelly helped to organize a campaign where the actual people petitioned their government and demanded that people like me be respected as an equal. And the people of Maine were the first people in this nation, my friends, to say, I am an equal citizen. Things have started to pick up since then. It's quite amazing, actually. In 2013, before the Supreme Court, Edie Windsor had her day. And I can tell you that I and all of my friends were watching every step of that process. I have been crying for a year since that began because I can see the writing on the wall. It's coming. But that day, they had a split decision. They didn't really decide. But that guy Kennedy in his black robe wrote a pretty good decision, it seems. In May of this year, well, actually in March of this year, skiing at Alyeska, I met a couple of guys, Matt and Chris. They've become good friends. And they joined, I, I match-made them with my friend Caitlin. Them and four other couples got together, and they decided they were going to sue the government of Alaska in the federal court. Last Monday, a week ago, the Supreme Court decided they weren't going to hear any more of these cases. They're done with it, unless there's a split. But since that DOMA case, 42 cases have gone our way, and only two have not. So on Tuesday, last week, a week ago tonight, the Ninth Circuit, our circuit of the appeals court, told all of this area of the land that the standard is very high if you're going to claim these discriminatory policies. You're going to have to reach really high. Well, on Friday, the government of Alaska had its day in court. And by Sunday, the ban had fallen. Now, I still have young friends whose dads tell them that they believe their relationships are unnatural. Well, we can work on that. The truth of the matter is that up in Barrow, Alaska, yesterday, two beautiful Inupiaq couples got married because a judge said, we're not waiting anymore. That bell can't be unrung. So the moral of this story is that Martin Luther King was right. The arc of the moral universe does bend towards justice. And we stand here today, I stand here, witnessing that happening, and the color of that bend is a rainbow. And to finish, you know, this is a story of the impossible becoming possible. It's amazing the change that's happened. But the really impossible thing is me maybe finding someone I'd like to marry someday. <laughs>